the Lord of the Rings series is, I guess, uh, going to be filming in New Zealand. Who's crumpling papers? Oh, I thought I muted. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You did not. Let, Let me try that again. Set your phasers to sexy. Well, we hadn't started yet. It's not my fault my brother texted me. (laughs) And with that, welcome to another episode of True North Nerds. This week, we look at the news and we do a bit of a review on the first five episodes of Disney's Gargoyles. Ooh, that's from the past. Yeah, so because there's not a heck of a lot new out, uh, it it seemed like a good idea, and it was uh, we're heading for Kevin's the pick. So we're uh, it, it, and you know what? It was a good pick. It, it's a good thing to uh, possibly binge or possibly not. We'll find out later. <laughs> but uh, just a little bit of housekeeping uh, for. Our new listeners, uh, hopefully there's a couple new ones for in between uh, my radio appearances on uh, the Bell Broadcast Network late, late at night, or uh, the the people who are fans of Fearless Fred and Jim Zub, because a lot of you retweeted that episode. That's so good. This is, this is what a regular episode is. And uh, Sorry to here, disappoint you. you. <laughs> This is what so, a regular quarantine episode is like. We have uh, the the regular crew with us today. We have Ryan. That's me. And we have Kevin. Hi, I'm here. And we have Jen. Hello. And I'm Brent. Anyways, uh, Ryan. <laughs> Nerd news, what do you got for us? I've got a whole bunch of different things for us this week. Okay. Excellent. So let's start at the top. Uh, Disney Plus. Yay. This one, I know, I know that Jen, Jen's happy about this one already. Yay! Uh, Disney Plus has set a release date of July 3rd for the release of the Lin-Manuel Miranda Broadway musical Hamilton. Mm. I'm super excited. <clears throat> they are not taking away our shots. Everything went into quarantine, like, the day before we were supposed to go and see it in Hamilton in Toronto. So I'm really glad I get a chance to see it. And now I can spend the money I spent on the Hamilton tickets on a different musical. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess Disney, I guess, I don't know if we talked about it, but I guess they paid something like $75 million for the rights back this past winter. Um, and the plan was to release it in October of 2021 with as a theatrical release. And then later oh. put it on Disney+. Plus. Uh, but I guess, you know, right now with, everything that's going on and i wonder if they're also starting to get to that fear of uh running out of new content yeah so they've uh, bumped up the timeline on it and we'll be seeing it this july Woot. so woo. okay next 
Next, um, okay, we're just gonna go down my list. We're gonna end up jumping all over the place tonight because I didn't actually put them <laughs> in any kind of order. Uh, ooh, okay, so speaking of other things, pre- okay. you know, back same topic. So the CW they went ahead and bought the rights to re-air uh, that one season of Swamp Thing. That was the uh, DC Universe exclusive, which here in Canada aired on Showcase. So we've already seen it on cable, but I guess in the States and other places, it's only been available through that uh, DC Universe app. So yeah, so the CW, who is also owned by, you know, they're all owned by Warner Brothers and AT&T or whatever, same family. Uh, They've got the TV rights now and will be re-airing that uh, either this summer or early fall as, you know, with everything that's going on right now, this you know we're starting to run into that time when they would start filming those early episodes of the the new fall shows, right? They start filming that in the summer, so we'll see what happens with our new TV shows next fall. Next, next. Um, did you know? I I didn't know that Robert Downey Jr. is producing a live action Sweet Tooth adaptation. Like uh, Jeff, no, Jeff Lemire's Sweet Tooth. Uh, apparently, it was originally supposed to be on Hulu, but I guess that fell through because just the other day they announced it's now being done with Netflix. Uh, yeah, and they've announced sure. a couple of the cast members. Um, a young actor named Christian Conver- Convery will be playing Gus. Uh, James Brolin is going to be the narrator. And then uh, Will Forte, Nonzo Anonzi, and Adele Akatar are all in uh, non-unspecific roles at the moment. So they've all been cast, but not been announced what their roles are. Yeah, that's interesting. Part of me wonders if a if uh, Hulu, which is now in part a division of the uh, the Disney company, I think it, Disney owns the majority of it at this point. Is yeah. is uh, cutting a couple things in order to save some money because today we also got the announcement that uh, AMC is going to be doing a TV show of Anne Rice's uh, Vampire Chronicles and the uh, the witches of uh, the lives of the uh, Mayfair witches, Ooh. which interestingly enough. Uh, the Vampire Chronicles were set up at Hulu up until recently. Like, the, they were going to make a TV series out of it. So I don't know if they let the, the rights lapse and just figured, you know, cut their cut their losses and finances before it got too overhead. And maybe they're yeah. doing that kind of across the board a little bit, even though you, you do want original content. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I just, it'll be interesting to see how Sweet Tooth translates, first off, to, like, they even say it's supposed to be a family-friendly series, but that was a pretty dark comic. Like, it had some dark moments. And then just to to see the the, the animal people, like, how it translates onto the, you know, to the big, well, it's a small screen, to live action will be interesting. Uh, Oh, Shanghai Disneyland has reopened its doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30%, 30, yeah, 30% capacity. So they roughly 24,000 visitors a day, which, of course, they, they sold out right away, like the first day they opened again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the plan is to roll it out 
uh, slowly by in, you know increasing the numbers uh, five thousand people a week. <laughs> Interestingly, that would be like correct me if I'm wrong. That would that opening would be local, right? Like it's not like people are flying into China to go to Disney, like Shanghai Disney. Well, you have to make a reservation, uh, so your name has to be on the list in order to get into the park. You can't just show up and hope to buy a ticket. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like it it would be mostly local regardless because mm-hmm. well, it's not local like, being like, China. Yeah. But still, that's I, I don't know if I'd go <laughs> at this point. It's, well, it's, you have I want to go to Disneyland, but not sure I'd put go up hey, for it yet. But this would be almost be one of the times when it's like imagine how empty it would be if they're only yeah. allowing that many people in a day. Uh-huh. Yeah, true. Yeah, there there'd be limited wait lines for for uh, the Tron coaster, but there you go. Yeah. Uh, in uh, in Florida, their shopping district is starting to reopen next week. Um, I heard something about is that which one is that? Is that uh, Disney Springs? Disney Springs. Yes. Yeah. Disney Springs uh, is reopening on May twenty. Some of some things are opening May twentieth. Uh, uh, so non Disney owned restaurants uh, are are starting to reopen on May twentieth. And it's just come out that Disney-owned shops and restaurants will be probably reopening on the 27th. Yeah, so, but does Florida count? <laughs> because they're yeah. like they're they're open. They're like so much of their stuff is already open and probably shouldn't be. Yeah. And like you know, maybe they'll prove me wrong. I I just don't think so. My my prime example is in the the last episode. We mentioned how Florida was open for wrestling and uh, the UFC. So the UFC did their first card on Saturday. Friday was the weigh-ins. And the only fighter to be wearing a mask and gloves is the fighter who tested positive and had to be pulled from the car. Hey, at least he had gloves and a mask on around those other people. Yeah, well, that and doesn't what mean that it was none like, of the other people were exposed, though. No, yeah, I know, but I mean, it helps. Better than nothing, yes. Well, and to, and to like prove the point on the how this can be contagious, even when you're around the same people all the time, is he tested positive, and I believe uh, his coach and one of his training partners. Because once yeah. they tested him, they retested the entire camp, like his entire yeah. crew that went. Well, didn't they find out that he had family members back at home that... That were, that were feeling ill, apparently. Yeah. Well, so now they've also instigated a new policy of a definite, if you or any of your family members are sick, stay home. Yeah. Which they well, shouldn't be running, sense. period. But no. it's, it's, you know, they, they did have an island they were going to run fights on. So I guess this is better? <laughs> Question mark? Question mark? Yeah. Well, even if the parks are open this month, I wouldn't be going to them. I, I'm not going to risk it. <laughs> not no. that the border's open. I can't cross yeah. the border anyway. But yeah. uh, even if I could, uh, until yeah. things are back to a whatever the new normal is going to be, I am not going to a theme park. Well, it's I, I've been I've been de- debating a bunch of things. Like right now, uh, if you look on the schedule of Nerddom, is the <laughs> only convention really of the summer that has yet to postpone or cancel is Fan Expo. 
in August. Well, that and I don't think the Elmvale Sci-Fi Street Festival has canceled nope, yet. They, yeah, no, they, they canceled. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, yep. I missed that one. Yeah, uh, they, I, uh, I want to say last week. Ah. Uh, the only really big sort of international convention that still hasn't been canceled is Star Trek Las Vegas. And that's also in August, isn't it? That is the, the first weekend in August, yeah. Yeah. So they in their cases, they may be waiting to see how things go. Well, um, I think I, with, with them, it's uh, more a case of contracts with hotels. Well, yeah. It, it, they're wait, it's like WrestleMania and a lot of other events in San Diego. They're 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 probably kind. Of, that's why I'm saying, waiting to see how it goes and whether their city goes. No, you can't run. At which case, they can go for insurance. Yeah. Well, the it's tricky part for yeah. See, that's going to be the tricky one. I can I can completely see Fan Expo being able to <laughs> to, to close off, but Las Vegas is more or less starting to open up for business as well. They, they yeah, might if they're open for business, then I don't see why they wouldn't have their convention unless they just think it's my, yeah. You know, it's, unless people, you know, unless people are canceling, I guess don't feel safe. Then they may just I, be like, yeah, yeah. we're going to postpone it. And plus, the draw of Star Trek Las Vegas is the number of uh, celebrity guests they get, the number of actors who've been on Star Trek, yeah. they get, and they're not going to want to go either. So okay. yeah, especially like there will be no original Star Trek cast members going. None, no. or they shouldn't. They should. No. The the organizers should right then and there say, "Sorry, we will refund your money, or your everything but the deposit or whatever it is that the stipulations and the contracts are." But in good conscience, Mister Shatner, you are <laughs> you. We cannot have you and possibly your death on our hands. Or like Nichelle Nichols, who's we've heard about her health being up and down for the last couple of years. Last year's STLV was her last one. She was yeah. she was supposed to have a farewell to the convention scene convention of her own this spring that unfortunately, of course, got canceled. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she's not coming back. Yeah, exactly. And even somebody like Patrick Stewart. I mean, that man yeah, is no. is it over is eighty? What something eighty? Eighty something? Yeah. And like uh, I, I know like it, it's in the lower regions, but most of the next gen cast would be in their fifties to sixties at this point. It's a thirty. It's an over thirty year old show. Yeah, so, so they're they're yeah. all probably hitting sixty to sixty five. Even the teenager from the show is almost fifty. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's and I'm not like the conventions. The the ones that are left are in a hard spot financially. Like. If insur- if they can get away and get uh, with insurancing it, I'm sure a lot of them may actually close. But then you have other ones that like, if they don't run and they have to, like they can't claim insurance on it. This could financially ruin them. You know, it's, yeah, I, yeah, or or make a a big dent. And they also don't know what the restrictions are going to become that time. Like you know, say Fan Expo runs. And by by the time that August rolls around, things are open, but they definitely have to reduce ticket sales, you know, like or entry, right? So, but they've already done their pre-sale, and that exceeds the amount of people that they yeah. can let into the show. Yeah. And not only that, they would have to do like it, with them limiting it, they would have to do severe PR on the idea of. If you don't have a ticket, do not show up at the door. I, I love the company, 
but we know like it's hard to keep track of people coming in like yeah. a, like I know other people have major problems with with Informa and Fan Expo but uh, they have done nothing but treat me well over the years and but at the same time it's like keeping track of all those people coming in has never been their strong point and that is where that would really have to come into play mm-hmm. and they would really have to follow that or there's going to be problems across the board with everything. Yeah. Like it's almost like they'd be better off not running, taking the hit and then just come back next year. Like it just not even, even if you can run just, you know, don't because by that point, like I'm sure there's been talks about how they could run at a reduced capacity, but they would have to implement it. And I don't know if they've got the time. Yeah. All right, next news. Oh, yeah, next news. <laughs> okay, so, ooh, we have some season two of The Mandalorian casting news. Mm-hmm. Well, take it with a grain of salt. You take it all with a big grain of salt, but, but yeah, we've got a whole whack of it. Yeah. So, also for, and so, yeah, so apparently, uh, Boba Fett will be making an appearance in season two of The Mandalorian, Ooh. and he will be played by, uh, oh, jeez. Tempera Morrison, the gentleman that played uh, Django Fett in Attack of the Clones, which obviously makes sense if you're going to show Boba Fett. Can you have I that guy play him? But can I can I pause and tell you my theory? Yes. Okay. I don't think he's Boba Fett. I think he's Rex. Oh. Because that it, with all the rest of the casting we heard, Rex makes more sense. Oh, it totally does. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Boba Fett. In some ways, but like I, I really think he, his main part in this season will be Rex, especially if we like the rumors we've heard about Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka and them casting for a live action Sabine. If that's the case, he's Rex. Maybe yeah. he's Boba Fett too, but he's definitely Rex. Just, yeah. just speak um, your speak your theory directly into the bugs that Disney has planted around our house. There you go. <laughs> Uh, because, yeah, then the theory is, well, the rumor is that this will lead to him having a larger role in season three, which mm-hmm. I guess they're writing right now. Uh, and then apparently Katie Sackhoff will be playing Bo-Katan. Who she voices in the various cartoon t- series. Oh, which I, see, I didn't even realize she was the voice of her in the, yep. in both uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah. See, so there you go. That's, That's interesting. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And and physically, she she looks like the character. Well, yeah. Then they probably did that on purpose too when they were first designing. They tend to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And she can physically, you know, we, you know, just show that she can still do action type roles. So. Yeah, and you know, to, she's she's still in pretty good shape. Yeah. Uh, she'd be age appropriate for the role when it rolls around. Not that she looks her age, because no. I, I looked her up not too long ago, and she's one of those people, lucky people, who looks younger than she actually is. Yeah. Oh, so uh, Canada's own Nev Campbell uh, apparently is in talks to uh, reprise her role of Sydney Prescott in the upcoming Scream remake. Oh, well, it would be a continuation if it if she's in it, wouldn't it? You would think. Yeah. I don't know. Did they ever kill her off in any of those multiple 
I forget. I think I stopped I watching never after saw... four. Yeah, I never saw the last one. Yeah. That, because they did one that was kind of a reboot, but took place in the same universe or something. Like, yeah. none, I don't think any of the original characters were in it. But it, it's uh, and there was a there was also a TV show. Yeah. Uh, that was on. I want to say MTV that lasted a couple of seasons. Yeah. Well, and the things that did read, it's interesting. It's like it's hard to tell if it's supposed to be a sequel, a continuation, or if they're just doing a reboot, but bringing in some of these recognizable characters. Because yeah. the one article said something about, uh, uh, I forget, the guy that was her boyfriend in the first one, that was one of the killers, mm-hmm. reprising his role in this. Oh. I thought they died in the first movie. They, the I thought they did, too. It so. was uh, Skeet Ulrich, the poor man's Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> so... I can oh, say I still that. Remember he's the, I remember watching that first one. Out, he's developed a career outside of that, but like in that first Scream movie, he was definitely like he he looked like a poor man's Johnny Depp. I wonder if they're going to try and do what like Halloween did and like and ignore the other. Yeah the uh, the the first movie happened and everything else did not. Yeah, or maybe like the first one and the second one, but then the rest didn't. Yeah. Uh, oh, so more Disney Plus. Disney Plus has confirmed that uh, the Muppets Now, uh, yeah, Muppets Now, a new variety series, will be coming to Disney Plus this summer. Oh, awesome. Oh, that's oh. good. Uh, oh, so here we go. This was an interesting thing, kind of. Uh, the Marvel Comics, uh, they're shutting down their Marvel Digital Comics shop as of oh. June 2nd. But uh, so, yes, but if you've got any existing comics, through that shop or you want to buy new ones the marvel comics app will still work and it will work through comiXology so it's just everything's oh. once again blending more things blending into comiXology yeah that's interesting cool. which isn't that owned by amazon yes it is because you can it, you can use your amazon login as your comiXology login yeah. like it gives you the choice so I guess now, if you have Marvel Comics with those digital codes, it'll redeem it into Comicsology if they continue that. Yeah, they, they've been uh, for our listeners who are looking for stuff to read. Uh, if you go through Comicsology right now, there's a bunch of Marvel trades that are free. That, mm. Like, and they didn't announce it or anything. It's uh, somebody spotted a couple and went digging for more. And found like a, a bunch of them that are like no cost or anything. You just click on it, and because uh, I, I will admit, because I'm such a physical comics guy, I haven't really bought anything off of Comicsology, yeah. but I have gotten a lot of free stuff on them. <laughs> <laughs> like I think if you look at my account, because they also they did that thing a couple years ago where Marvel had like a whole whack of first issues. Like I want to say like over decades of first issues that they, you could redeem for free, like Thor number one or journey in mystery for Thor's first appearance and all that sort of stuff. So my, my account is, uh, is pretty stacked. I basically have it as like the rainy day comic fund. (laughs) 
<laughs> I can just like if if I'm really stuck and really want to read a comic, then I can pull it up on the Comicsology app and and read a bunch of stuff. Uh, Amazon Studios Lord of the Rings series, along with James Cameron's Avatar sequels, uh, have apparently been given the okay to resume production in New Zealand. Yeah, there uh, there's something else too. I'm trying to think of. Um, there's a couple Those are the ones I uh, recognize the names yeah, of. Yeah, I want to yeah. say uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier has as well, but it's in former Yugoslavia, I, okay. I think, is one of the other places where they've oh. gone okay. And it's like, you know, limited to how much crew and staff you can have around. But uh, wasn't that show it, filming in Prague when it got shut down? Oh, well, yeah. So that would be, isn't Prague Yugoslavia? Or uh, former Czechoslovakia. Yugoslavia? Czechoslovakia. Uh, eh. Czechoslovakia is not a country. Czech Republic. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But th- there's a couple of them that are sort of creeping through that. It's uh, Again, it's part of me thinks, oh, it's too soon. But maybe, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. It's, I, I've been very cautious uh, with this whole thing, too. Oh, like, yeah. And you, you know what makes you even more cautious? Talk to a nurse on the front line. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, I've got I've got family member in that family members in that situation and yep. other family members in the hospital right now. So yeah, it's not fun. Jerry Bruckheimer and Disney are pursuing a National Treasure TV series for Disney Plus with a with new Nick cast. Oh, okay. No, new say, cast. No Nick Cage. No Nick Cage. But the TV show would coexist. With the upcoming National Treasure 3 starring uh-huh. Nick Cage rather than serve as a replacement. So, so I guess I be more... see number one and two. You haven't watched those? Oh, no, Jen. everybody's surprised that I haven't seen them, but I haven't. Are they, they on Disney They've just Plus? been around for so yeah, long. Yeah, they're, they're on Disney Plus. Yeah. They're, they're PG Disney films, so. I don't know. I want to see them. I just haven't. You, you know, should. will do that fun. this weekend. I, I like those movies. They're yeah. they're they're Da Vinci Code for dummies in a lot of ways. Like yeah, the, the 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 puzzles are not exactly the the biggest of sleuthing, and they're big fun adventure films. Essentially, right. don't look they're too much further. Borderline, they're almost like you know, you can even compare them kind of to like Indiana Jones adventure type movies. You know, it's like. You know, there's no Nazis to fight in this one, but they're still, you know, they end up in situations and fighting yeah. people or having to find things. And next, well, we got some Star Wars news. Not a lot what? of Star Wars news, considering it was Star Wars Day last week. But from that day, we did get the announcement that Taka Watiti, and I think I said his name right that time, has been announced that he's directing the next Star Wars movie. Well... We'll see. We'll Until see when it happens. Filming. Yeah, it's he. He was also supposed to be doing Akira, and that apparently has fallen apart, or it's at least maybe that fell apart burner. because he's doing Star Wars. Mm, could be. As I w- uh, Jen and I were talking about it, uh, uh, Kevin, have you watched the the documentary series on the Mandalorian yet? I have watched the first two episodes of it. Yes, I do. So good. So doesn't, yeah, it's really interesting, but doesn't he seem like kind of the, the other directors in the, the director's circle 
feel like film directors, whereas he kind of feels like the guy who walked in off the street. <laughs> like, I well, like he's even dressed like he's sure, the guy that walked in off show. the street. Yeah, there's. But then you think, oh yeah, he also directed Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is which is very different than the the rest of the Thor movies. Like he's very talented. Don't get me wrong, but he he just like he seems like personality wise, he seems so much different than those other folks. And I think that's good. I, 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 and one thing I learned from watching that show is they really. Even though each episode had a director, it seemed like they directed as a team. That, yeah, there was uh, all, the it always seemed like one or two of them were hanging around. Right. Like maybe yeah. not all five, but yeah, definitely and I think was like one was always there just to distract George Lucas so the other one could actually do his work. <laughs> well, no, Lucas hey, George, only showed up here. for one day of filming and it was the it was either the episode uh, Favreau directed or the episode Filoni directed. Right. It, it was the only day he came in on, on set, and apparently he directed a scene supposedly. Wow! Three more points. That's okay. it. Three more things. Here's the headline: Sylvester Stallone says they are making a sequel to Demolition Man. Oh, I saw that. Another. I will believe it when I see it. Uh. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Demolition Man. Like that's that, I remember that was one of the. I think I got that movie on VHS for Christmas one year. <laughs> it was one of those things. Like I went to the Kmart was still open. Mm-hmm. I went to Kmart with my dad, and he's like, "Well, here, pick a movie for Christmas." I'm like, "Okay," and I'm looking as, and I, I was like, "Oh, I haven't Demolition seen this." Man? So I picked Demolition Man. It looked cool. What do you do with was, the shells? So uh, I'm not going to describe it, but somebody figured it out and made a pictogram of it, (laughs) and it's absolutely horrible. Uh, (laughs) We should all go to Taco Bell and watch that movie again. There we go. Unless you're overseas, then it's Pizza Hut. Oh. Yep. Different corporate sponsors in different places. Uh, Okay. DC Comics News. Apparently, the uh, this summer's Generations event um, is absent from the July release schedule. Yeah. Uh, yes. Rumor has it, it is no longer occurring. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it, apparently, it was a Dan DiDio pet project, and when Dan DiDio left, that project uh, may have fallen apart completely. Uh, there's, Bleeding Cool was reporting a number of the uh, higher-end writers and artists who were involved in the, the 5G initiative have been paid kill fees, which is not a good sign. It's basically like, we're not, you're, you're done. Stop work. This is, never going to, this is never going to see the light of day, but we're giving you some money for it. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. Turn off the lights on your way out the door. Yeah. The only thing is, is it, like, I'm curious what they do to replace it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they they had shit blocked. Assuming this was all happening as people rumored it to happen, they had a lot of shit blocked out, which means all that stuff has to be replaced with something. <laughs> so, yep. So, like, wasn't Bendis one of the big people behind it, too? Yep. Yeah, Bendis... Uh, 
Well, now, this, so I'm going from Bleeding Cool's version of what's going on in their theory. So take this uh-huh. with like a huge grain of salt. But for once, their story did kind of like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Is that the the entire initiative to? So for our listeners who might not know, the idea was to the make DC generational and all the main DC characters would be replaced with new younger characters. And they were, yeah, all the, your mainstays, your originals would be allowed to to age and maybe age out much like the, yeah, much like the, the sixties versions of the DC universe phased out the original forties versions or a lot of them at any rate. Yeah. So, but while this initiative may have been kiboshed, there is the idea that some of them might still happen, but not in the way they thought they would. And the 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 one that was used as an example is um, Bendis's run on Superman. It would, Jonathan Kent might still become Superman in that storyline, right? Like it, it just won't be attached to a bigger overall initiative. Dan DiDio is going to write one hell of a book when he get when oh, one of these days. Yeah. And then, so my last little headline is the poor little movie that keeps getting kicked all over the place. <laughs> oh. <laughs> New Mutants has finally been given a new, uh, been given a new scheduling date to to open in theaters. Oh, August man. 28th. Woo-hoo. Remember, kids, the original planned opening <laughs> of the, the, this summer, but the original planned opening was April of 2018. <laughs> oh, I, that might be the movie that I might go back to theaters for just for the pure fact that I feel so bad for it at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't that mean it's opening opposite Wonder Woman at this point? Well, I don't think they care if it does well anymore. Uh, I don't know if they ever, if Disney ever cared if it did well. Because <laughs> they didn't pay for or, it. Or, well, oh, yeah. they must They must think there's some money in it. Oh, well, yeah. Or else we would have gotten it on Hulu already, right? Uh, let's see. Wonder Woman 1984 is coming out August 14th. August 14th. Oh, so it's two weeks later. Yeah. yeah. Like you guys had a little race there. Yeah. Look at the fastest. Um, whose Google is faster? But at the same time, uh, Ryan and I were discussing this earlier. If it, for whatever reason, theaters aren't open or it doesn't get the release to theaters, I have a feeling it's coming out that day one way or the other. If it's not in theaters, <laughs> it'll show up on Hulu that day. Disney's just going to go like nuts to it. Here you go. Yep, we're but, done. You know, it Take probably this. should at this point. It should just They should just put it out on Hulu or something. Yeah. Well, really it was it. already like, uh, last week. It was showing Amazon. up on Amazon Prime as a rental. Um, I don't think it was a, North America, though. No, it was, it? it was in Europe. Yeah. It was European pro- Amazon, but it was showing up as a pre-order. Oh, really? Yeah. And then but, it mysteriously disappeared. Yeah, it was like, it was up for like a day or, no, or hours, then taken down, but then still up on other ones. And yeah. I saw... Um, so kind of the interesting thing about all these movies being pushed back is the promotional materials, for the most part, have not. 
Right. So that's why if you go into a convenience store, Wonder Woman Doritos are everywhere because it was time to come out. Right. Yep. Now, right? And like, and Dairy Queen has a Wonder Woman themed blizzard, Ooh. which I don't quite is... understand why. <laughs> is it red, white, and blue? No, it it's got like cookie dough in it. Oh, yeah. It's not as good as cookie dough. It's not as good as the cookie dough. dough. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah because I I have had both. We have ventured to Dairy Queen a couple times because they have a drive. What? They have a drive-through. You, you went to Dairy to Queen without me. You're not allowed to come. We've you done a lot of Dairy Queen here, Ryan. Oh, that's true. Well, I would hope you do a lot of things without me. <laughs> we just sit around going, we miss Ryan. We can't do anything without Ryan. <laughs> well, I hope I hope you don't live your life like that. That's pretty sad and pathetic. <laughs> I got a couple uh, yeah, quick news. So uh, there, there's a couple images from New Mutants from, I want to say, Empire Magazine put them out. Yeah. Of, like, magic in limbo and, like, a, a clear shot of what the demon bear looks like. And it made me, like, it was like, oh, wow, they, they definitely have the visual look of some of these characters and things. And I, I'm more curious to see it. I have yeah. a, a couple of quick uh, news bits. Um did you know that Audible is putting out a Sandman audio drama? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to this. The cast yeah. has been announced. James McAvoy is playing Dream. Kat Dennings will be playing Death. Who is perfect voice casting for, for uh, I really like that. Riz Ahmed as the Corinthian. Yes. Taryn Egerton is John Constantine. Yeah. Michael <laughs> Michael Sheen will voice Lucifer. Uh, well, are, he's played an angel in a a Neil Gaiman production. He might as well play a devil now. Neil Gaiman will be the narrator. Uh, BB Newworth will be the Siamese cat. Andy Circus will be Matthew the Raven. Yeah. So this audio drama apparently is the first three trades. It's uh, yes, because crazy. even. Um, John Jones, the Martian Manhunter, appears, and the Justice League is in the first trade yeah. of Sandman. I'm kind of surprised they didn't write that out, like the, change that around. But like, like, good on them because I I always like the idea that these characters can exist in the same universe. So it kind of makes me want to get an Audible um, membership. Just well, that. they have, they have uh, you can oh, get a free trial. Yeah, get yeah, you can get a thirty day trial. And you could get you get one free audiobook with that. And Oof. and then and then plan a long car trip. I did that to get good omens <laughs> last year. Oh, that means we might not be able to get one because I believe I did that to get the uh the full version of Lock and Key. And they did a radio play of that. Well, you should have thought ahead, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they pay for one month and then cancel it. <laughs> But yeah, it sounds it sounds great. Anyone else have news? I have sort of news. Ooh, what you got, Jen? Uh, there's going to be a new Sims stuff pack. <laughs> no, it's the Sims expansion pack. Well, there's both. There's a new Sims stuff pack that got announced, which I already knew about, which is called Nifty Knitting. And it's all about arts and crafts and DIY, and it's got a whole knitting theme. So I'm really looking forward to that one. But then they also just announced a new expansion pack that's coming out on June the 5th. And uh, that one is called Eco Lifestyle. And uh, the whole idea behind that one is 
you get to, uh, um, it, well, from the trailers, because I haven't seen it yet, it looks like you you have like a, the neighborhood is all like smoggy and lit, covered in garbage and litter and stuff like that. And then what your sim can do is like do ecological things to like dumpster dive and upcycle things and make your own candles. And then you can like make the neighborhood nice, but I'm not sure how yet. <laughs> So that looks really interesting, and I can't wait for the live stream where they show us exactly what's in this pack. And then I, I decide thought, if I want to spend 50 bucks on it. I thought you were going to talk about the Hasbro crossover My Little Ponies. I was going to say. Yeah, I was but now ask we've seen what you... they look like. Have you yeah, seen somebody... the Ghostbuster one? Yeah, I, I'm not horribly impressed with the Ghostbuster one. I mean, I'm still going to get it, but it doesn't look like something that I'm going to buy like right away. What I yeah. really want right away is that Dungeons and Dragons pack because that looks awesome. So the ponies are all first generation style, but the Dungeons and Dragons pack comes with, I think, five. And each of them are like the different main classes. So it looks like there's a thief, if I remember correctly, a thief, a wizard, a barbarian, a bard, and another one. Or maybe there's only four. I can't remember. Anyway, and then the uh, Ghostbuster one is called Plasmane. Yeah, kind of looks lazy too. Like it doesn't even come with a, a pack or anything. It's just no a and paint it's, job. It's just a paint job, and that's the thing. It's like, and the picture it looked like it was like plastic molded green hair with just like a paint job on it. So that's why I'm like, eh. Yeah. Like they could have done a lot better. But apparently the listings also have uh, Transformers and I think G.I. Joe because these came oh, out geez. of. Uh, I didn't see the Amber. G.I. Joe one. Well, There's they don't gonna... have they don't have pictures of them. They, they no. just the no, so but... these were all mined out of like one of the Amazons in Europe. I want to say UK or Ireland. And mm. that like they were they were posted up and then put down. But the Internet is forever. And the Ghostbuster and D&D ones had pictures, but the other ones just had, like, the listings. Kind of like what we saw with uh, G.I. Joe a little bit earlier in the last two months. where Yeah, before you, the, they pre the pre pictures came out. But no yep. pictures or anything to go with them. Yeah, but I haven't seen a listing for a G.I. Joe one. I've seen the listings for all the other ones. I know that they're doing a... Um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers one, which is going to be oh, the maybe that's Power what Ranger. I'm thinking. Maybe, maybe but it's, I haven't G. seen G.I. Joe. Yeah. Because yeah. if there was a G.I. Joe one, I would have been like, Brent, 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 G.I. Joe. Brent, 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 Brent. <laughs> <laughs> buy this for yourself and put it in my collection. <laughs> well, no, buy this for me. It's going in my collection. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, the Dungeons and Dragon pack looks really good. The Plasmane Ghostbuster one looks okay. I'd maybe buy it used or not, maybe not used, but like later down when it's cheap. Uh, oh, Kevin, you had one other thing, didn't you? I did. Yeah, sorry about that. I had a little technical glitch. So uh, I wasn't going to say anything, and you could yeah, have just passed it off as you, know, you were all here all along. Good. As long yeah. as it's not as bad as the technical glitches from my Disney round table, it's all good. That was um, still a very good episode, though. Thank like, you. Yeah, the conversation was good. I just wish those weird glitches weren't there. I don't know what happened, but I have got a new computer the other since app. What's that? You didn't have to edit it. Well, thank, oh. thank you for being editor extraordinaire. I'm going to have to take some lessons from you. So anyway, my other news story is that uh, Mike McMahon, the showrunner of Star Trek Lower Decks, the new animated Star Trek series, did an interview yeah. this week uh, with, I believe, Inverse. 
And uh, he's saying that it is still on track to debut this year. We don't know exactly when, but this year is what he is saying. So before the end of 2020, there will be another Star Trek television series. Um, it sounds really funny. Um, and basically what he said, which is sort of just reconfirming what he said before, is that because this show fo- the show is Star Trek canon. There will be things that happen in it. It, it sort of runs concurrently with the next generation era of Star Trek. But because we don't follow the the sort of big people on the ship, the captain, the chief medical officer, the engineer, that those stories aren't the main focus of the episodes. So things will happen that are canonical to Star Trek, but it doesn't really matter because we're more concerned in this show with the screw-ups who work in the basement. Yeah, and it's, it's not even following a ship we've necessarily seen. Like the ship I, is I called the USS Cerritos. It is a yes. California-class starship, and their mission is Second Contact. They're the ship that comes in after the Enterprise or some other ship has made First Contact. And uh, they, fucked everything do, up, so these yeah. guys have to back clean up. Pretty much. I wonder which one of them is responsible for taking care of... Uh, 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 All the children of Riker? Yes, thank <laughs> you, Jen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the ship is called, it's a California-class ship. It's called the USS Cerritos. So there are, we might see other ships in this class, and they're all named after cities in California. There's the USS La Jolla and the USS San Jose. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's sort of the gimmick of the, ship, of the show. Uh, one more quick thing that I really don't have a lot of details on, but I thought was interesting to mention. You remember when there was no new Star Wars and they started releasing... They, they, there was like a big media push that had everything except a movie. There was books and video games and comics yeah, and all the, that. Uh, yeah. The Shadows of the Empire. Mm-hmm. Oh, back then. Okay, yep. Yeah. So there was a similar thing happening later this year, but not with Star Wars. It's with Doctor Who. Oh. Oh, it, that's the 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 one that's it's like a book series and like audio dramas and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. I, exactly. I saw it, but I didn't, I didn't manage to read it yet. Yeah. I don't know much about it. I think, uh, the 10th doctor is a, um, is a focus of it, but it's, it's going to feature the ninth through 13th doctors. So all the, the new who doctors and, um, it sounds really interesting. So I'm there, kind of, I know the the artwork for it shows like Tenet's doctor in like those Gallifreyan, Gallifreyan robes. Lord yeah. robes. Yeah. Oh, oh here it is. Doctor Who's new big event is about cheating death. Uh and the assholeish tenth doctor. This is according to um IO9. So um oh and it's also got the eighth doctor. It looks like eighth through thirteenth. Eighth is what, the Fox Doctor? Yes, uh, yeah. we, we only ever saw in the Fox TV movie and that one short that was made for the 50th anniversary a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, to, to, to kind of figure out where the, the change came in. But he was very, very popular in audio drama. There are dozens of Eighth Doctor audio dramas that yep. Big Finish released. Cool. So now on to the main event. Gargoyles. Oh, right. We went back in time. Well, to it, it 1994. Yeah, it was a good idea to pick, though, because this yep. was the series that everybody was, like, that I knew was talking about re-watching when D- Disney Plus first appeared. Yeah. And then The Mandalorian came out and kind of blew <laughs> everything out of the water. Yep. <laughs> um, but 
and like enough that like rumors of like a live action movie started floating around again and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I don't know how popular Gargoyles ever really was in the 90s. I know in circles it was like there were people who loved it. Uh, yeah, and, but uh, as an but overall I, popular thing, uh, I would have to question. If yeah. you notice, it doesn't even have a Disney logo on it. I think it's got a Touchstone logo on it at the end. So oh, does it? Yeah. It, 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 oh, no, it's uh, Buena Vista Television. Buena Vista Television, right. Yeah. So so they, they weren't even considering it part of... It wasn't like a Disney. I mean, I think eventually it did air on Disney Afternoon, but it wasn't branded that way. It wasn't yeah. branded as a Disney show, uh, which when you think about 1994 compared to now, this would definitely be a Disney pro- uh, uh, show, right? Oh, like, yeah. It, it, fits, it fits right in with a lot of their with Marvel and Star Wars and all that kind of stuff, Tron and right. So uh, but uh, I think the first thing you notice off the bat is how influenced it seems to be by Batman the Animated Series. Can we yeah, agree on that? I think so. It, it definitely did take nods from it in terms of the the tone and yeah. the, the, the sort of simplified Bruce Tim look mm-hmm. to, to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, and the color it's, palette. Yeah. yeah. But it's yes. still a gorgeous show. Oh, it, it does. Oh, and yeah. it, it's it's not as clean as modern animation might be, but well, it's no. but it's uh, for ninety four. It's really really great. Uh, so the first episode originally aired on October twenty fourth, nineteen ninety four, and I think it was a Saturday morning show back then. I think it aired on ABC. Because... Uh, yeah, I remember having like a midweek evening premiere though. Oh. Like they like they they did like the first yeah, no clue first <laughs> episode or first two episodes were on like CTV like Wednesday seven or eight o'clock like I, I they were pushing the idea that this wasn't just going to be for kids cartoon right yeah. uh, so actually I was wrong it did air on the Disney afternoon it was the first season was thirteen episodes uh, and then the second season was fifty two. Yeah, I was going to say, if, if I've seen it, then it was definitely on after school because I was really only allowed to watch TV after school from when I got home from school until dinner time. That was all the TV I got. And then the last season you was poor, rebranded poor as uh, the, <laughs> the Goliath Chronicles and it aired on Saturday mornings. Yeah. Oh, and, and the, I also got Gol- Saturday mornings. <laughs> the Goliath Chronicles, as I understand it, are now kind of like not canon. Oh, like I, I believe it's one of those things that the the guy who was the the head of the show left at that point or something, and somebody else took over. And he was he has sort of said that if he ever continues, the the Goliath Chronicles will kind of be ignored. Hmm. But uh, there were a couple of comic book series. Um, yeah, for um, through slave labor of all places, where yeah. there, was, there was that weird per- period where slave labor gla- graphics had the rights to a couple of Disney right. properties. They did the Haunted Mansion comics that were really And uh, the mm-hmm. adaption of Tron. Like yes. the, the first movie, they put out the comic book adaption of it, which hadn't been done at that point, apparently. So, uh, yeah. Um. So, uh, let's, look, let's look at the first episode uh, first. 
which is a very good place to start. Uh, I, I like that it opens with the bat with the sort of the not the battle itself, but the effects of the battle. So it's and it's it starts in modern day, which in this case is 1994. We don't see the gargoyles at the beginning. We see Elisa and the effects of what's going on on top of the building. And I yeah. think they did that because they knew they needed to um, to create the backstory or show the backstory, right, and the medieval story of the gargoyles. But they also had to tell the kids, hey, this show's going to be set today. So it yeah, it's not going to be all too... It's right. not a period piece. Right. Yeah, if they had just done it right from as much as I enjoy period pieces, if they had started it right with medieval times, people would have probably, well, kids probably would have been very bored very quickly. Yeah, uh, maybe not bored, but it might not have been to their cu- been their cups of tea, you know. Yeah. Um. So I, I thought that was pretty. I th- I think the storytelling in this five parter is is really really well done and very mature for a Saturday morning show of the nineties. Yes. Uh, do you want to talk about the voice cast for a minute? Uh, was there anybody from Star Trek who didn't appear on this show? <laughs> well, <laughs> the first episode... No, that's not fair. There but. was really only a... first few episodes, there was really only a couple. But uh, the voice cast... Uh, Keith David plays Goliath. Um, and he is a guy that you would recognize from many, many... Um, uh, many... Uh, horror movies and things like John that carpenters the thing and exactly. uh, john carpenters they live would be the the two biggest things but he's he's also done a fair amount of voice work over the last oh for years. sure yeah um so he he's your lead goliath uh then uh your sort of villainess it, your villains are your star trek actors right marina sirtis yeah. and jonathan yeah. frakes play xanatos and demona uh uh your backup um your backup gargoyles are Ed Asner as Hudson, mm. uh, Bill Fagerbaki as Broadway, and these characters don't even get their names until the end of the five-part miniseries. Yep. Yeah. Gargoyles have no names, which I find very interesting, very strange. But, so Bill Fagerbaki you would know as Patrick from uh, SpongeBob. He plays Broadway. Uh, Jeff Bennett is Brooklyn. Tom Hernandez is Lexington. Uh, they're They're pretty well-known voice actors. Uh, Sally Richardson plays Elisa, and she's not known for being a voice actor, but if you ever watched the show Eureka, she was the female lead of that show. Do you remember that show? Uh, about I the, vaguely remember it. Yeah, it was about the sort of small northwest town that was really um, a giant lab for crazy comic book evil villain stuff. What show was well, that? Maybe Sorry? I'm thinking of a Eureka. different show. Oh, oh they were yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff. They were. Um, it was super like, science. It was comic book it was, science yeah. stuff. Well, yeah, it was yeah, like it was, uh, Edison and all the geniuses set up a you know, the government set up a super secret yeah. city for geniuses to build stuff and. But live. if anything it, fell into the wrong hands, it was like super villain stuff. So she was the she was the female lead on that show, Sally Richardson. Oh, the one that kind of ran everything. Yes. Okay, I know who you're talking about. I yeah. watched that show. Uh, the, I did not. <laughs> the other uh, voice you'd recognize was the voice of the Viking Commander Hakon, and that was Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown, which means <laughs> that they, there was at least one scene with two people from SpongeBob SquarePants in it. 
because Clancy Brown, also the voice of Mr. Krabs. Had SpongeBob gone on the air by then? No, no, this would have been like like you look at some of these and like some of these voice actors were working actors at the time and have become voice actors since like uh, what's his name? Bill Faberbach was on coach at the time. Coach, Yeah. And uh, he went on like he's mainly done voice work since, but he was uh, in uh, how I met your mother. He was um, one of the guy's dads who dies of a heart attack. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, He was Marshall's dad. Marshall's dad. Yeah. So, but like a a bunch of them have now like kind of made careers out of being voice actors. (laughs) <laughs> like Keith David, especially like he he's done probably more voice work than on cartoons and video games in the last 10, 20 years than he has been on screen. Sure. So uh, this is where you get sort of your origin in the very first episode. Your uh, uh, we learned that they only are alive and awake during the night and they turn to stone during the day and. So there's a lot of setup in these first couple of episodes. Yeah. Mm. We learned that humans are jerks. Yes. And gargoyles can't fly, only yep. glide. Right. Even though later on you see Goliath flapping his wings and to help himself go higher when he's <laughs> flying against the air pressure of the not helicarrier. That's yes. my air and- quotes. And yes. the action figures also had wing flapping action. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe they're flapping their wings just to help them get into a different current. Maybe. <laughs> I thought it was I don't know anything about air fire of aviation. <laughs> so. I thought it was interesting that the princess didn't come off looking all that great in these early episodes. The princess who was in charge of the castle. Yeah, she did yeah. not like the gargoyles. No. no. Until they saved her. You know, until they yeah. save her. And then she's right. like, oh, well, yeah. Like, I like oh, wait, her. maybe I was a bitch after all. Yeah. And the Magus, or the Magus, he was a big jerk ass, too. Yeah. Like, these gargoyles are risking their own lives to protect them. And uh, I don't know. But all of them were saved, jerks except for that one castle. kid. Yeah. So they were protecting that castle and saving them all the time. Like, it didn't seem like that battle was the first time they've ever saved that castle. No. And then it's like they're like, oh, these gargoyles. But it's like, <laughs> oh wait, we get taken capture prisoner. Then they Help save us. Gargoyles. Oh, Help now us. we you know, you've saved us one one hundred times now. Now we now we like you. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't it doesn't make a ton of sense, but we we go with it. Well, it almost seems like maybe the gargoyles did too good of a job, and that you know, especially with the princess, never really felt any danger. Right, and it wasn't until they she was really in danger and helpless that she realized, oh wait, maybe I was wrong. Yeah, but they only hadn't helped them at night. I'm like watching these Vikings attack, and I'm like, you know, the gargoyles are there. Yeah, but why are you well, attacking at night? <laughs> at least the first time they didn't believe, right? You hear gargoyles and flying monsters, and that, you know, say, ah, oh, yeah, just like dragons. Oh, yeah, you know, you don't think it's real. No, it's like you it's are not a story a very... to, to keep people. You know, scared of attacking your castle. You know, until the night falls, and but, all of a sudden, there's the, flying monsters. <laughs> but they did have a wizard who used real magic. So, like, it, they would know that these kinds of things aren't just stories. But the Vikings yeah. didn't. Well, the Vikings didn't. That's true. 
<laughs> so, so, oh, go ahead. In, in terms of these five episodes, did it do the job and make you want to watch more? Oh, oh yeah, sure. It was yeah, really- I'm interested in watching more. I kind of, I'll be honest, I missed the end of the last episode. Ooh. <laughs> Fall asleep. I fell asleep for like, I dozed off for like five minutes, like, like a little while ago, because I just finished watching them while I was having, having dinner tonight. And so, apparently, uh, either that or I just didn't realize it ended because next thing I knew the credits were on. And I was like, okay, I either totally lost focus so I was playing on my phone or I like fell asleep for five minutes. So how do you think it ended? Well, that's the thing. I don't know. Well, take your best guess. Oh. Knowing storytelling of the of tw- of twenty five years ago, how do you think this? Five well, this is ended? this is the last part that I remember. I they had they had gotten they they recovered the the discs, which right I thought was pretty miraculous that the you know these gargoyles that have never seen technology could push one button and pop out a floppy disk. You'd be like, oh hey look, I found oh, no. the disc. Lexi King knew about it because he's the smart one. And when Hudson got the disc, he just was randomly smashing stuff and the disc came out. And I forget how Goliath got it. I think he's a smart one. Demona grabbed it. Demona, Demona, she grabbed it, which made sense because, you know, she's bad and she knew everything. She's she's knew about this stuff. Yeah. Um, But the last thing I remember was uh, Goliath talking to... The detective, what was her name again? Alisa. Alisa Mazza. Yeah, and her t- explaining to him that it was all a setup. Right. He's being used. So oh, you didn't started, miss very much. They, they started fighting the robots. Right. Yeah. I missed how that finished. That's what happened. I didn't see how the, 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 the robot battle finished. They won. Yes. I assumed as much. Now... Because I don't remember, and I, like I said, I fell asleep. Do they leave the castle? No, that's no. the stupid part. They stay uh, there. Yeah, that's it. that's kind of the weird part of the show, and also I why like, I want to watch the rest of it. Is I'm like, like Ramona what? shot a freaking bazooka at you, and you're like, oh, well, I guess we'll just stay here. Like, come on. <laughs> because if the guy's still, it's his castle, and he's still there, and if they're, like he said, who's watch, no one's watching them during the day. It doesn't make sense. I, I assumed yeah. they would. They I I couldn't remember from from back in the day how it went. Uh, and I just kind of thought, well, maybe they do like the whole, uh, you know, Ninja Turtles one thing, and they go and live in what's her name's apartment, like the Ninja Turtles did with uh, April. <laughs> and that's where you know the old guy sits and watches TV, and they all like turn into gargoyles on the on her roof during the day. During the well, day, see, that would make a lot more sense. Because yeah, I I know at some point they do move out. Like, what but the hell stopped them from smashing? Yeah. If I was dead, we're gonna tune into episode smashing. six to find out. Exactly. <laughs> but it's amazing how the show comes off compared to other cartoons of that time period. Right. You know, like like it's weird, but like Batman the animated series is probably the best comparison in terms right. of tone and and look and just but, like how much care was really given to the show. But Batman didn't go for continuing story arcs like Gargoyles did either. Right? Um, not really. No, yeah. Like the, there would be like two parters here and there, but the, right. like Gargoyles was an overarching. Like this was a five parter, which was huge. Like I, I now, well, 
the five part thing that's not unusual the cartoons introducing a new property right yeah gi joe and uh, transformers both did that it's also not unusual for disney afternoon there have been uh, like you know i'm doing my giant rewatch on my nerd list there have been two five part story arcs on ducktales oh really yeah one introduced um, Gizmo Gizmoduck. Yeah. Which is funny because so we've been watching the new one and it just introduced Gizmoduck. Yeah. Yeah. I remember those those five part episodes. They would air those quite often as movies yeah. on the Disney Sunday, like Sunday Night Disney on CBC back in yeah. the day. Because there's that one, the, the, the Gizmo Duck one. There's isn't there one where they, oh, with the cave duck. Yes, where they where they went back in time and met Bubba the cave duck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's another one where they're hunting some treasure. I I, I think. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Now, Jen, yes. you had theories about the castle, apparently. <laughs> so, if you give me anything related to history at all. I always have to see um, how accurate it was <clears throat> and where things came from and all of that fun stuff. So I was like, hmm, I wonder what they were thinking when they created this ni- 994. Like, did something happen in 994? Has this any kind of historical basis? So I did some research. Okay, what happened in 994? <laughs> so based on the and I use the term loosely, accents of the people in the castle in 994, I kind of gathered that this was based in Scotland. It said Scotland. There was Did a it? subtitle that said... <laughs> I missed that part. That makes a lot more sense on about why I thought it was in Scotland. So, See, hey, good for you. You figured it out. Good for me. I figured it out. So, in the 8th, 8th to 15th centuries, uh, Vikings did colonize northern Scotland, um, so that's the 8th century, the 700s to the 15th, which is the four, 1400s, when they were mostly from Norway. And the Norse uh, Vikings mostly settled in the Orkney and Shetland Islands, the Hebrides, the islands of the Firth of the Clyde, and the Maitland, Caithness, and Sutherland areas. <clears throat> so that means by 994, when Gargoyle started, the Vikings were already well established. Like, they would not have been... Oh my god, Vikings are attacking us! Because they were all Vikings, and they had lived there for centuries at that point. But would so, they still not be fighting and be like, oh, there's, those guys are Vikings and they're attacking us? Well, no, because they wouldn't have been Vikings, because they are all Vikings. Like, it would have been Vikings attacking Vikings. Like, it's mm. they wouldn't have called each other Vikings. Probably right. who would have been attacking at that point would have been um, uh, the Irish, Gaelic Irish. Mm. Um, so... Then I went on to uh, the uh, Gargoyles Wikipedia site mm-hmm. um, and read that Castle Wyvern is based on Tintagel Castle, which is actually a real place in Cornwall. And then I'm like, okay, well, maybe it wasn't supposed to be in Scotland, because at this point I had forgotten that it said Scotland at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, if it's out of Cornwall, then that's completely different from Northern Scotland, because right. if you know anything, Northern Scotland is north, north as you can get. And yep. Cornwall is basically as south, south as you can get. Yeah, basically as south it's as you can the get. The southest point in England. Yeah. So 
I was like, all right, well, let's read about Tintagel and see maybe there was something that happened in Tintagel in 994 that was a Viking attack. Because the British Surprisingly Island... enough, there were these gargoyles that came alive. Not interrupting my history lesson. <laughs> were the gargoyles considered like Vikings or they, were they English? Or were they kind of their own thing at that time? Well, they were there first, so... If you don't want me to finish, I can stop. No, go oh, ahead. Please, please I'm, I'm, continue. Curious, I'm curious to see where it goes. Eh, it's not that thrilling an ending, I'll tell you now. So, <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> so if the story is out of Cornwall, out of Tintagel Castle, um, in the 5th and the 7th centuries, Tintagel was part of the Kingdom of Demonia. Uh, and of course, Tintagel Castle is tied to Arthurian legend. And I remember later on in Gargoyles, I know there's a lot of Shakespearean references with like mm-hmm. Puck and Titania. And I'm pretty sure there's some Arthurian references as well. Oh, but yeah. I can't. There is. Morgana Le Fay shows Macbeth up. Is a character. Puck yeah. is a character. The, yeah. So there's a the, lot of Shakespeare, which yeah. is one of the reasons I love Gargoyles. But there's also, I believe, a lot of Arthurian legend. So Tintagel made a little bit more sense that way. Mm-hmm. But Tintagel wasn't associated with King Arthur till the 12th century, so okay. that kind of doesn't help. There is no vi- evidence of Viking raids in Cornwall. In Cornwall. In the 8th century. They took over the city of Exeter around the 8th century, but that was about 100 kilometers away from Tintagel. Oh, right. And that area was never completely subjugated by the Vikings. They kind of were like, okay, they're over there. So... <sighs> Vikings didn't attack either locations in 994, is my point. And I know it's a fictional <laughs> cartoon with flying monsters, and it doesn't have to be historically accurate, but they could have just picked a different group to attack besides Vikings. It could have been the Gaelic tribes in the north, or it could have been, you know, the British Kingdom of Wessex in the south, like depending on where they were. This is my thing with historical accuracy, is that there is so much story and adventure in history that you don't need to make these changes to make it exciting. Right. That's my but point. <laughs> the reason it's set in 994 is because it's exactly a thousand yes. years. Right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, and Which I, I think, really like about that. I think that's I, kind of. I cool. will point out that that castle may have been supposed to be in Scotland. Scotland don't look like the middle of a desert. Yeah, that too. I wasn't going to go into terrain because I've never been to Scotland. Scotland. I mean, also it's Scotland because I think Macbeth becomes a major character later. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they kind they kind of run the gamut of like Shakespearean characters. And like Jen said, and there's also a bunch of like I really loved it. Arthur and Avalon become like. Uh, spoiler alert! I guess I believe that's where the uh, the gargoyle eggs end up is Avalon. Right, like because they're like they're that they were all gone or whatever. That's where we discover that they are. Because if you look through the voice credits as well, uh, more gargoyles do appear later on. Right, but I think that's in like the second season, or maybe the third. If we keep doing gargoyles as a review, or keep watching Mm -hmm. it, or whatever, and you want me to keep looking up the history of these various historical figures, myths, and legends that pop up, I'm happy to do so. Because it's I, fun. I think that would be quite fun. <laughs> like when Macbeth pops up, I can give you the history of where Macbeth came from. And, you know. So I am going to um, I'm going to supplement your research with my research. 
Awesome. Uh, and my research was on the name Xanatos. I'm like, there's got to be a reason why he's called Xanatos. And I assumed the name was Greek because it sounded Greek to me. So all yeah. I did was run the word Xanatos through Google Translate to see what it actually means. And it turns out the word Xanatos means again in Greek. Oh, interesting. And I don't know what that means exactly. No. I have a feeling it was a cool-sounding word that made an interesting last name. Could be. Probably. <laughs> I also love that it it uh, that the character of Xanatos falls into the trope of, I have a goatee, so I must be evil. <laughs> well, see, I maybe was thinking... the again part is that it's a human who once again is pretending to be their friend, but betraying them. Betraying them, yeah. I thought he looked like idealized animated uh, Jonathan Frakes. Oh, he's totally that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, totally that. With the, that, uh, with the rockin' ponytail, 1990s ponytail. Oh, God, the, the technology in this was awesome. I laughed a lot. Yeah, I'm anyway, through the... Speaking uh, of technology, <laughs> I made the... I made the comment on our on our little uh, group thread earlier, but I've got to point out so that not helicarrier. Once it makes me wonder, were they stealing from Shield? Because they had underground <laughs> bases in New York, uh, another secure facility, and then a flying helicarrier that's over top of the city. That seems to be everybody's okay with this. But they had yeah. your big propellers, like the movie style one. Like the big rotors, like we see in Avengers. Uh, but then on top of them, they've got big poles coming out the middle with propellers on top of that. Yep. So they've got the giant rotors and then these little tall, spindly propellers keeping it in the air. What the hell? Like, <laughs> really? These, these, it just, the thing looks like a big, bloated helicarrier anyway. Totally. But these little propellers on the top of it, that just, it, it just, it blows my mind. That's what makes them fly. Little propellers. <laughs> yes, exactly. Those little propellers is what keeps it that, that, <laughs> and hopes and dreams is what keeps it in the air. So the, uh, the company that owns the quote unquote helicarrier is called Cyberbiotics. I thought their logo was C3, but it must be CB. All the guys ah. that were on their on their ships, yeah, uh, and in all the in all the. Uh... So it turns out they're not the bad guys, of course. And Xanatos would. I just spoiled the end, but uh... yeah. So what I can answer what the the main reason behind it, it, it looking so much like Shield stuff, is Greg Weissman, who's the creator of Gargoyles, is a big comic book dude. Uh huh. Like uh, it's. He started his writing career at DC. So, like, he was working on uh, a a miniseries for Black Canary that never appeared. And it it was supplemented by that Green Arrow series that I reviewed a little while ago. But uh, he's done, like, he has dipped his toe into the the comic book worlds from time to time. And even like his animated career, he's the, the main guy behind Young Justice. So oh, okay. it was like it was very much probably a case of 
of him and the animators really liking comic books and just sort of sneaking something like S.H.I.E.L.D. tech in there. The other thing he's created recently is the um, Star Wars Kanan comic. Yep, he was the writer on 1 through 12 of that in... He's a uh, he's pretty good. Like it's just uh, he's worked on tons of animated shows. Yeah, oh, yeah. the holograms, Men in Black, Starship Trooper Chronicles, Buzz Lightyear, Star Command, Kim Possible, Super Robot Monkey Team, Hyperforce Go. <laughs> yeah, a spectacular Spider-Man. So the man's got some cred. He uh, he worked uh, on the 2015 Rebels. Ninja Turtles, a little bit of Rebels. He's uh he was an executive producer on Rebels too. Like he yes. he's a very talented guy, but it's like when you love other things, you tend to find ways of sneaking them in, right? Did, did anyone else catch The Lion King on TV when Yes, uh, I, I yeah. saw that. Was flipping through channels? Yes, I did see that. I thought that was pretty funny. I'm just like how much would this cast cost <laughs> you today? to do a cartoon. Lots like, of money. It, it, yeah, All the voice like, actors. It's, uh, I, I, it would be, I, I don't know. I think it would be quite the thing. But uh, yeah. So overall, would we recommend people check out the, at least the first five episodes of Gargoyles? Oh, definitely. Uh, I think so. Um, uh, I'm the surprise that, that I'm just, yes, like going into it, I was kind of like dreading sitting here and watching them because I, th- I was like, oh, it's going to be a bit of a slog. How does this thing hold up? <laughs> but uh, uh, once you get past the fact that I watched it on my iPad to start off, which was great because it fills the whole screen. When oh. I put it on my big TV, yeah, you get the black, you, know, you get the old, you get the, 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 the old TV shape, right? You don't get I didn't the, even notice. Did we have that on ours? Yes. Oh, yes, I didn't even notice. The, the black you get used to it after an episode or two. Like yes. it just your vision just adjusts to it basically. Huh. But yeah, no, I uh, yeah, I'd say at least give the first five a shot. Yeah, me too. Exactly. I, I, I I remember enough of the show that I like like in spots and pieces. Like I actually have a fairly clear memory of how the show ends, or at least I the have no idea the, the yeah, cut off. But I don't have any idea how they get to that point. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, I remember Brent Spiner as Puck. Oh, yep. yes, I remember that. No, I remember them. There's maybe the later season, there's some like time travel involved or something, yes. or at least, yes. or traveling around the world or something. But yeah, there's a there's a 13 episode run in season two called The Gargoyles World Tour. Ah, uh, maybe huh. that's what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any of that. I'm Makes still amazed when you I said there was. Saw. Yeah, the same here, but especially when you said there was 52 episodes in season two. Yeah. So in that theory, is... a new episode a week on TV, which I can tell you I'm almost certain I have not seen every one of those because I'm sure, like <laughs> like you know every other cartoon that was on, it was always, like you'd see a few and then it'd be repeats and repeats yeah. and repeats. So- they did 13 in the first season plus 52 in the second season. That makes yeah. 65, and that's 13 five episode a week uh, weeks. So yeah. that it was that feel was normal that bad, for- though because they're only like 20 minutes, right? Like once you right. take all the commercials out, right. 20 oh, 25 yeah. minutes. That's, 
Once yeah. I'm through with DuckTales, I'm going to go back and watch um, Gargoyles. All right. So we wrap up this episode like the way we wrap up every episode with Geek Picks. These are picks that we suggest that you go out and check out. And especially uh, now, since a lot of you are confined from home, maybe this is the time to, <laughs> to get some suggestions for stuff to watch or read <laughs> or do. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Yay! <laughs> um, okay, so my geek pick is probably was Kevin's geek pick already. Uh, but the new DuckTales... <laughs> Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, my God. It is been, so good. We've been watching it as, uh, as the benefits of working from home. It's been my lunchtime show. So I can I usually get. That's what I watch at lunchtime, too. Yeah. So I get an hour for lunch, and I usually have time to watch two episodes because they're 20 minutes each. They're very short. Um, and I just, I absolutely love it. It's the best. I love how they've changed the characters and made them more. You know, ident- I, they give them identities like Huey, Dewey, I, and Louie are I just know the same which duck three times. Huey, Dewey, and Louie now. Yes, they have yeah. personalities. I love what they did with Webby, how she's not like a scared little girl. She's just like some crazy adventurer. She's a McDuck super fan. Yeah. And I mean, the last episode or one of the last episodes we watched, they went to ancient Greece, which they went to Ithaquack. Oh, which where made they met Hercules. Yeah, which made me laugh so hard. Brent was looking at me like, "Is this a joke? What's happening?" <laughs> I, I, to cut in, I really, really liked the golf episode. Oh yeah! Oh yes, with the with the kelpies, oh, my just God. constantly trying to convince them to come to <laughs> their watery the water. <laughs> I love that Scrooge isn't awful. He's not a jerk. He's like a fun guy and he has fun with the kid like well after the first two episodes obviously where he hates his family but that he's like goes along with it and they have a good time together and it's just it's awesome i love it so the last one i watched which i'll tell you about without (laughs) spoiling was from season two the christmas episode which is a oh yes she's a take on a christmas carol that i've never seen before and it's brilliant So, yeah, it's kind I of just, funny because Scrooge is the star of like the Disney version of the Christmas Carol that we yeah. all grew up with. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. No, he's, yes. Yeah. yeah, just have to wait and watch it. Yeah. All Let, right. I think we should do one of these wrap ups on DuckTales once we everybody's at the end of season two. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I will. So I've I assume it's like this across the board on Disney Plus, but our episodes were out of order. Yes, the first yeah, okay. few episodes are out of order. Yeah. So that you might, if you're going to watch it, maybe take a look at the the episode descriptions. Because it threw us off a little bit, but after... Watch episode three first, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And then oh, go back like, and watch episodes one and two. Yeah. Or it's like three and four, and then you go and watch one and two, and then back to five. But it doesn't really matter, because we didn't Not watch really. it. Not really. We picked up pretty yeah. quick. We were just like, oh, this is supposed to be the first episode. That's why Donald's boat is in the pool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also love the inclusion of Della Duck and how Dewey is, like, trying desperately to find his mom. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's so Yeah, cute. just the fact that they have a mom, like, that they've named... That they have a mom. <laughs> the mom, yeah. I, I just love that they... That, that Donald is in this series as well. And yeah. it's used in the series. 
it draws and, so heavily from the Karl Barks comics of the 40s and yeah. 50s. Well, that's like, the the Scrooge in this is very much that Scrooge. He's more of yes. an adventurer. Like money is sort of part of the theme, but not as much as it. Like if you watch that original Ducktales and oh, just I what we been. think of Scrooge, he, he's more of a money grubbing miser. Yeah. Like still adventures, yeah. but more money grubbing than than the comic book version or this version. This one's very oh. much a yeah. Like he was an adventurer. And he and Donald both retired for reasons for Jen and I that will be revealed, I'm assuming. And then now he's been brought back in and is loving it, which I like this Scrooge a lot more than I ever did the other one. And can you tell that David Tennant is having a ball playing? Oh, yeah. I think they all are. Like, and uh, what's her name? Kate Micucci? From uh, yes. Garfunkel oh, and Oates as Webby yes. is like she's definitely oh, just going voice. all out. For Have it. you seen the episode yet where a Gyro puts a device in Donald and gets rid of Donald's? No, that's near the end no. of the first season. Oh. Just no, who the I'm voice of yet. Donald is when he can talk without his his speech impediment is hilarious. <laughs> I really like Launchpad in this. He's a bit dumber than oh, he yeah. was originally. Oh no, he was always the, dumb. I don't know. I think they've kind of made him goofier, or dumber in this. But the the golf episode where he's doing the golf announcing and he's like, I just like the way that my voice sounds like this and makes everything sound great. And like, I love all the references rat, to the rat. other the references to the other Disney afternoon stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're constantly talking about going off to Cape Suzette or um, yeah. Again, I don't want and to. And I love that Darkwing Duck is a, is the. A, a TV, TV show? show. Yes. <laughs> it's like the equivalent to the 60s Batman to us. Yes. Yeah. We could talk about DuckTales all day, and I think yeah, we should. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. not right now. Future episode. <laughs> okay. So that was Jen's uh, geek pick, is the new version of DuckTales. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, what's your geek pick? Uh, so I finally got around to signing up for Hoopla. Hoopla. Kevin's been going on and on about it, so I finally signed up for it, mostly because I, well, I haven't been getting any new comics lately, well, because there's been no new comics to get, yeah. and I wanted something to read, uh, other than Lock and Key, which I borrowed from you and I still haven't read, um, but, uh, so I downloaded uh, the event Leviathan mm. from DC Comics. Yeah, I just read that. Well, I'm in the middle of reading that, and I'm enjoying it. I still haven't yeah. figured out who Leviathan is or what's really going on, and um, I'm interested to keep reading and finding out. But uh, oh. that's the first. I, I have. I do have to admit, the app was pissing me off because I don't know if it's... I can't see that it's an issue with my iPad because I've got a pretty new iPad, but uh, it, it, like, it freezes up and it gets all glitchy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I try to scroll to through bit. books and like it's slow to load. Uh, even reading now that I've done once I downloaded Leviathan, there are times where it would freeze between pages. Like it wouldn't let me change the page. Uh, I find it's almost easier to turn the my internet off on my iPad when I'm reading. Oh, uh, which makes me yeah. think it's you know since it's not it's an offline mode, it's not. Uh, trying to do other stuff like maybe you know maybe oh, when you're maybe. online and you're in the app it's trying to do the app is doing other stuff that could cause it to freeze but mm. so i have had a few hiccups with the app but 
it's free comics, hmm. pretty new comic, so you can't really complain too much. So yeah, so the Hoopla event Leviathan from DC Comics. That's what I'm reading right now. That's my pick this week. Awesome. Cool. Kevin. I got a couple things I want to talk about quickly. Uh, again, nerd list stuff. I just started watching Quantum Leap. I've watched like four episodes of that. That yeah. show holds up remarkably well. Hmm. Um, I haven't gotten into any of the more sort of controversial episodes from the time where he's... I was going to say, you mean like, when, he, when he's playing um, certain individuals that still holds up? Yeah, I, ha- I haven't uh, I haven't gotten into any episodes like that yet. So yeah. my opinion may change once he leaps into a minority character or a woman. Uh, or a now, special needs person. Or... Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. The other show that just started on my nerd list is The Jim Henson Hour. Oh. <laughs> I yeah. loved that so much as a kid and as an adult. Only, there were only nine episodes. Hmm. And I can see why it didn't last very long. Each episode, well, most of the nine episodes were divided into two parts. One part was called Muppet Television, which was sort of the new a new take on the Muppet Show for the late yeah. '80s. That's awful. It is really bad. Oh, most is of, it? Uh, uh, that's the part I haven't rewatched. <laughs> that part is on YouTube. You can find that on YouTube. Uh, and it had the first episode had Louis Anderson. The second episode had Ted Danson. Uh, it doesn't have the Muppets that we love, except Kermit. Um, uh, Frank Oz wasn't a part of it, so none of his characters are there. That means no Fozzie or Piggy. Yeah. Uh, Gonzo shows up occasionally, and the new characters just don't do it for me. And uh, they were, you know, part of the fun of the original Muppet show was that they were all together. And it was, you know, it was a place. And the guest stars were in the place with the Muppets. Whereas with Muppet Television, every Kermit is running a TV network, so everything happens on screens, and it just feels distant and a little colder. So I don't really love the Muppet Television half. But the the other half is called The Storyteller. Which is fantastic! It is. And that half is available on Amazon Prime in a nice, clear... um, uh, clear version. Uh, the first two episodes I've watched. One was the the Heartless Giant. Uh, really, there's mostly fun sort of fantasy fairy tale type stories. And the second one um, was the one about the guy who was trying to buy silver slippers for his fiance. Uh, what was that one called? Uh, it started Chris Makepeace anyway, and. Um, uh, the creature work in those are really great and uh, the stories are fun. And so I do recommend the, the storyteller half of the Jim Henson hour. And like, just as a, a movie geek, you look at who came out of that show, like yeah. as directors and writers and stuff is, uh, what's his name? Uh, it, the guy who did the, the first blade movie was out of like those shows. The, uh, what's this man? My brain is like completely leaving me. Um, the, the guy who directed the English patient, um, oh. he, he passed away like a number of years ago. Uh, he was in, uh, Anthony Mangella. Right. He, he wrote on, like, nine episodes of that series. Like, you look at, like, the, the just the, the sheer sort of star power that was involved in putting those shows together from behind the scenes. It's fascinating. But they're also just really, really good. 
it kind of expands your mind a little bit to like, oh yeah, you can do other things with puppets other than the Muppets and Sesame Street. Exactly. And that was Jim's always Jim's kind of goal was to just mm-hmm. use puppets to do other things. Yeah. But it's, yeah, there's, good pick. There's supposed <laughs> to be a reboot of that show coming um, that has um, Neil Gaiman involved. But uh, that was announced last year. Nothing has come of it yet. So. Yeah, well, he's he's got a lot on his plate, so yeah. we shall see. Um, cool. I, I agree with it. So far, I agree with everybody's picks, and now I'm going to ruin it with mine. Oh. <laughs> um, so I have two. Um, one is I just started rereading Sleeper by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, mm-hmm. which was a noir comic book set in the Wildstorm universe. Okay. So, like, Rifter and Wildcats and all those guys exist, but it doesn't focus on them. It's like a, a story about a guy who is undercover in one of the big terrorist organizations in the Wildstorm universe. But the problem is, is nobody knows that he's undercover. The one guy who did is in a coma. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, uh, it's it's really interesting. The only thing I'll say is um, it started off with a, a miniseries called Point Blank, and the first couple of pages of Point Blank have some uh, dialogue that, at this point, I think Brubaker would go, you know what, I shouldn't have written that. Oh. It's uh, it's kind of oh, it's kind of offensive at this mm. point. Um, I think he, I think, and I think it was just him because this was earlier on in his writing career for a mainstream comics company. I think it was him trying to be a little bit on the edgy side with dialogue. And I think now he would have enough mastery on it to know, you know what? I shouldn't have done that. I could have done it this way instead. But um, so I watched that or reading that. It's really good. I don't know if you can find it on Hoopla or not, but if you can, might be worth a read. Um, the other thing that I watch that I have to give a little bit of mention to, so uh, my favorite uh, pro wrestler turned actor, Dave Bautista, his new movie went straight to demand because of theaters closing called My Spy. Where oh, is that what it was? It's on was Amazon funny. Prime. Oh, uh, shit. It's, it uh, it's a lot of fun. Like, it, don't get me wrong, is... When you watch this thing, you know where it's going from start to finish. It is a very predictable movie that you have seen a million times over, but it's very well made and funny. Like, it takes advantage of the jokes it sets up for itself. Like, there's the, the one point where I thought it lost me is there's a fight where on an airfield with a plane circling around and like, Oh, they just like completely ripped off Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know the fu- <laughs> and uh, the the character played by Christian Shaw, who's the uh, she's like the tech person, is watching it happen, and she's like, "This seems really familiar." And then it cuts back to the fight, and Dave Batista's punching the guy. Then it goes back to her, and she's like, "It's just missing like a couple Nazis." <laughs> <laughs> so they like, make reference of, to it. So it's okay. Very self- aware version of these films and it was just you know i didn't have to think much but it was fun and kind of lighthearted. and like batista again proves to me that 
he is one of the better pro wrestlers turned actors out there. And he, like in this case, he tackled a straight ahead comedy, not right. like guardians. He does humor, but it's more of an action film or superhero film, depending on how you want to do it. Yeah. And other movies he's been are more straight up action. And uh, this along with Stuber kind of proves that he can do laughs too, which is interesting for a dude, his size. Yeah. So, he was great. Um, I, now, I have you watched um, Have you watched the Big Shows show? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I did. Oh, 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 oh my god, it's so oh, bad. It was so bad. It's like, it looks like a Disney Channel type sitcom. Is it, that what it is? That's exactly what it is. Is it? It is. It would have. I, I remarked to Jen while we were watching it that it would have been perfectly at home right between step-by-step step and Family Matters on right. TJIF. Yeah. Like, it, it, including the time period. Like, there's a like laugh track to it. It looks like something that should either be on Disney Channel or Nickelodeon now. No, yeah, yeah. in the 90s. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very... Da- the, the one thing I'll say for it in a good way is I think he's pretty good for what he's got. Yeah. Right. The, he's <laughs> playing himself. One, there is one line of dialogue that I did laugh at and thought was pretty good. Was he's trying to clear all these people out of his daughter's room, and he's like, "Listen up! If you're not related to me or a dependent on my tax form, get out." <laughs> but uh, I, I will tr- because I'm such a wrestling junkie. I will watch the episode where it has Mick Foley and. And Rikishi singing Backstreet Boy songs. Yes. But other than that, yeah, I, I saw think that I'm gonna clip online. Series. I'm gonna just cut, try to scrub it from my memory. It was it was <laughs> awful. It was pretty terrible. <laughs> but yeah, uh, check out Sleeper by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, currently published by DC Comics, and uh, My Spy if you want something lighthearted and fun. So we yeah. will be back in two weeks with a yes. regular episode. Uh, there might be some more new material coming. We uh, we haven't quite decided when the next thing's coming out and when there's other things coming. But there, I I will let it slip. If you have been following Jen on Facebook, you will know that she is working on her own show. Yeah, uh, it's is, the Jen show. No, there's currently three episodes <laughs> of that show. All on, the time. <laughs> but it, it is uh, it is Jen and our friend Tracy, and multiple guests are appearing on the show as well. But we're going to get a couple. We're going to kind of get. We've got three episodes in the can. I have to sit down and produce them, and then we're going to start rolling them out. But I just don't know when that's going to be yet because we got to kind of figure out that's when exciting. we're going to. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to listening to those. Yeah, I, 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 I've <laughs> heard a bunch because they're they're in my house. Right. So, well, Jen's in my house, and I can hear the conversations when they're going on. Right. Uh, I think it's going to be a, an interesting show, and so we have that, and there might be some more bonus stuff going on. Oh, um, well, I have a I have a side project now. Oh too. yes, let's talk about that quickly, and then I'll also talk about something else. So a few weeks ago, you may remember that I was invited to be a guest host on Earl Grey, the Star Trek The Next Generation podcast from the Trek FM network. This week, I have been asked to come on uh, as a regular host. Uh, so Yay! they had a they had a, uh, they were a three person team. 
and one of the one of the three uh, left, and they replaced him with three of us. So this uh, the show will now have five revolving hosts. We're all going to record this week as sort of an introduction, uh, because uh, some of them I haven't even met yet. So it should be fun. Uh, so Earl Grey comes out weekly from Trek FM, and I'm really excited about it. And I, Brett, I may have to uh, bend your ear and get a lesson in audio editing because I'm going to have to do some of that for this show as well. So. Yep. Uh, and uh, the Sunday before this episode dropped, so you should be able to find it, I made an appearance on our friend Alex Kruger's podcast, The Composers, the Movie Score podcast. I am, uh, which is weird. It's like, it will be out before this show, but I am recording it after this show. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and it is, it, it should be interesting because we are doing the, the score to one of my favorite films of all time, which is Blade Runner. So I've already told Alex that he will be in control of telling me when to shut up. Because <laughs> Blade Runner is one of those movies that like, I, I threw them for a loop. Because they're like, okay, we'll we'll have you do Blade Runner because we know that you're you know a lot about that and it's a score off your list. I'm like, okay, which version? <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> wait, what? And I'm like, well, they're like, I have access to five different versions of this film, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, which one do we have access to? I'm like, probably the final cut, which is the latest version of it. I'm like, cool. okay, <laughs> so. you can't see me shaking my head right now. Oh. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we're not sure what we're going to be doing for the next episode of the main podcast, but keep listening. There'll be uh, there'll be something. We'll come up. <laughs> It'll be awesome, just like all of our podcasts are. Yep. Yep. And until then, uh, thank you for listening to all this nerdy goodness. Hopefully, you'll stick with us, and, and I'm hoping you're all safe and sound. And thanks to Rex for our new outro. Yes. Oh yeah. I uh, the, the, the new the new outro is provided by our friend Rex, and uh, he provided multiples, including one that he did as a joke. But I'm going to hold on for ha- for Halloween. <laughs> but uh, for Jen, Ryan, and Kevin, this is Brent saying we'll see you in two weeks with a regular episode, and maybe something before then with bonus stuff. So have a good one. Hasta la vista. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us.